Uh, welcome to the Williamson County School Board meeting for April 20th. We're at the professional development room this evening uh, because of the, of the uh, COVID information. So the first thing we need to do is record our attendance. So Ms. Hagan, are, are you with us that you can uh, call the roll? Is Tim going to unmute me? You're unmuted. You're unmuted. Okay, I got it. Okay. Angela Durham? I'm present. Dan Cash? I know he's there. Elliot Mitchell? Present. Brad Fiscus? Here. Um, Gary Anderson? Here. Jay Galbraith? Present. Sheila Cleveland? Present. Candy Emerson? Rick Wesley? Here. Eric Welch. Where did he go? Here. Okay. Uh, Casey Hall. Present. And Nancy Garrett. Here. So I have 11 present, one absent. Okay. Thank you. Our next item is the Pledge of Allegiance, and, and Jason Gold and I will lead the pledge. Uh, pledge allegiance, allegiance to the flag, the flag United States, States of America, America. America. and to, to the Republic, Republic for which it stands, stands, stands a nation under God, indivisible, with liberty, justice for all. We'll have a moment of silence. Thank you. I need to announce that the Williamson County School Board is meeting electronically because it is necessary to protect public health, safety, and welfare in light of the coronavirus. The next item is we, we do need to take a vote on this one, and it is Williamson County School Board meeting held pursuant to executive order number 16 signed by Governor Bill Lee. So do we have a motion on that? Motion to approve. We have a motion. Second. Second. Okay. Any discussion? I see none. Second, if you'd call the roll, please. Angela Durham. Yes. Dan Cash. Dan. He needs to unmute. Yes. Elliot Mitchell. Yes. Brad Fiscus. Yes. Gary Anderson. Yes. Jay Galbraith. Yes. Sheila Cleveland. Yes. Candy Emmert. I'm sorry, she's absent. Rick Wimberly. Yes. Eric Welch. Yes. Casey Hall. Yes. Nancy Garrett. Yes. 11 passes. Thank you, board. The next item is item 2B. It's a waiver of Williamson County School Board Policy 1.400 School Board Meetings and Work Sessions. We also need to vote on this to waive that uh, 1.400 policy. I'd like to make a motion for that. I so move. Second. And we have a motion, Ms. Garrett. 
And I'm sorry, who said second? Sheila. Sheila, okay. Any further discussion? All right, I see none. If we'd go ahead and do the roll call vote again, Ms. Hagan, please. Angela Durham? Yes. Dane Cash? Yes. Elliot Mitchell? Yes. Brad Fiscus? Yes. Gary Anderson? Yes. Jay Galbraith? Yes. Sheila Cleveland? Yes. Rick Wimberly? Yes. Eric Welch? Yes. Casey Hall? Yes. Nancy Garrett? Yes. 11-0 motion passes. Thank you. Next item is item three, items of particular public interest, public comment. Because of the unique situation that we have and how, this, how it's set up, uh, we don't have a public comment time here. But as always, the board members are accessible through uh, emails and any other phone calls or anything else that people would want to get in touch with us. And Mr. Golden, do you want to say something about that at this time? Uh, sure, Mr. Chair. Um, one of the things that uh, that I've been gratified to see over in, in, you know over the last month or so is is our parents' engagement. Uh, and we've had a lot of a uh, lot of email engagement from our parents and phone calls. And so, from a public comment perspective, um, uh, I have I have a superintendent seen a lot of uh, suggestions and uh, and feedback from our parents that really cover the gamut. Of, uh, of thought, and so I just wanted to appreciate the parents for sharing with us and asking to continue to do so. Thank you, Jason. All right, the next item is the approval of the agenda. Anyone would like to make a motion to approve the agenda? Motion to approve. I'd like to second it. Second. Okay, I see KC has, Mr. Hall has his hand raised. Yes, sir. Just a second. He was seconding. Okay, thank you. All right, then, Ms. Hagan, if you go ahead and do the roll call, please. Angela Durham? Yes. Dan Cash? Yes. Elliot Mitchell? Yes. Brad Fiscus? Yes. Gary Anderson? Yes. Jack Albreth? Yes. Sheila Cleveland? Yes. Rick Wimberly? Yes. Eric Welch? Yes. Casey Hall? Yes. Nancy Garrett? Yes. 11 yes, 0 no. Motion passes. Thank you, board. Our next item is approval of the consent agenda. Would anyone like to make a motion on our consent agenda for this evening? I'll make a motion. Okay. I would like to second it. Second. Okay, we have a motion and a second. Any discussion or comments on the consent agenda? Okay, I see none. If we go ahead then and, and have the roll call vote, please, Ms. Hagan. Angela Durham? Yes. Dan Cash? Yes. Elliot Mitchell? Yes. Brad Fiscus? Yes. Gary Anderson? Yes. Jack Albreth? Yes. Sheila Cleveland? Yes. Rick Wimberly? Yes. Eric Welch? Yes. Casey Hall? Yes. Nancy Garrett? Yes. 11 yes, zero no, motion passes. 
Thank you. With the approval of the consent agenda, we approved the March 30th school board meeting minutes. We approved board policies on second reading, 3.405 commercial advertising on Williamson County school buses, 3.604 public records request, 4.302 field trips, and the 2020-2021 proposed classified pay chart. Next item is communications to the board. Mr. Golden. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, I wanted to let you all know that, uh, and really the public know, that we had a work session Thursday and had a lot of really good detailed discussions uh, about where we are with COVID-19 and our instructional plan and some other issues. And because of that and because it's posted, I'm not going to go into that detail again uh, to, to honor uh, everyone's time. But I did want to talk a little bit about some of the things that have changed since then. As you know, and as so many folks know, it, it feels like, and it's almost a 100% reality, that something changes every day with COVID-19. So I wanted to give you some updates even since uh, Thursday. Number one, uh, uh, we just heard that a few minutes ago, Governor Lee announced that uh, he is lifting some of the restrictions on some public gatherings starting on May 1st. Uh, we don't have any details related to that yet, um, but uh, but the impression I have is that it's going to start at business, with businesses uh, and work its way from, from there. Uh, for us, we know that he also last week recommended that schools close for the remainder of the school year, so of course we are honoring that. Um, as, as part of that, we had we had a, uh, a discussion on Thursday about uh, the, the, what that meant for us. And really especially, we, we, we spent some time talking about the loss of so many of those events that we were hoping that we could do. Uh, you know, the celebrations that students have, uh, even TSSAA had held off on making a decision on spring sports, hoping that there was a possibility. And of course, high school graduation. And I mentioned to you that we were going to conduct a survey on Friday of our families, our seniors and the parents of our seniors related to high school graduation. And we discussed the possibility of putting an item on the agenda to extend the graduation window uh, based on that survey. And, uh, and, and that's, those survey results were, were pretty impressive uh, based on what our families thought. We had over 5,000 respondents, and that survey is actually still up. Over 5,000 respondents, about two-thirds of the respondents were parents, and about a third of them, of course, were students. And 85% of the respondents asked that we try to find some way to have a physical graduation. And so because of that, I have placed on the agenda uh, for you to, add, to, to vote on our request that you extend the graduation window, and we'll talk about that when, when, when we get there. So Dr. Webb, Dr. Lee Webb, and, and uh, her staff uh, have, have been working on this even before that, that announcement, working on possibilities. And, uh, and, and um, we, we hope and believe that we'll be able to have some version of a physical graduation uh, depending on what our health professionals tell us. I'm encouraged based on that little bit of information we have about Governor Lee's plan starting starting on May 1st to start what I think is a is a is a staged uh, um, revamp and reboot of of, uh, of Tennessee and the economy, so that when we reach that time uh, in July, that we'll have that opportunity to have 
uh, a, a physical graduation. With that said, we did have some folks, of course, about 15% uh, either wanted uh, um, to just uh, go ahead and, and, and have some virtual graduation now or some variation on that. Some of the issues brought to us included some, some, some uh, graduates might move on to a, to a college early. Another was military commitments. Uh, some students have military commitments and there were some other issues related to that. So as part of that, Dr. Webb staff is also working on, on finding ways to celebrate all those students uh, um, regardless of, of whether they might be able to, to, to be at a high school graduation, a physical graduation uh, later on. And I will tell you we're planning on July. Uh, and we're and we're likely looking at late July for a for a schedule so that we can stretch this out and give every opportunity for the health professionals um, who are serving us to make decisions related to uh, those public gatherings. And if the public gathering restrictions continue, then we're going to talk about how we can honor those those social distancing requirements and still have that physical graduation because it's obviously obviously very important to our families. That's just not something you forget. I think we can all sit here and, and, and recall something about our high school graduation and tell stories about it. It's something that is extremely important both to parents and students. I thought it was important for you all to know um, that and why that's on, on our agenda. I did want to also let you know about some, some items that we're still working on. We addressed this briefly at the work session, but uh, um, our elementary schools are still working on producing more uh, instructional content and delivery system so that our teachers can have some, some, uh, some additional interaction with our students. Uh, th those products and, uh, and, uh, and teacher planning uh, will be brought uh, uh, next week so that we can have some additional uh, instruction and assistance for students through that final month uh, that school would have been in session had we not closed. Uh, uh, likewise, our secondary schools have been doing some video conferencing, uh, and Dr. Webb has shared that, uh, that so far it's been going really well. Um, I'm really impressed and proud of our staff for taking the time to plan, to, to see those successes and see those failures at other, other locations across the country so that we have a process in place that makes sure that our students can have that interaction and uh, that, that, uh, that, that protects them as well. Uh, and I'm encouraged that that's going to grow, uh, and the, the volume of those of those interactions are going to grow, uh, as well as the quality of that as we progress. Likewise, elementary is working on the same thing, and I expect that that uh, as we as we spend these next few weeks finishing up, that uh, that um, that the robustness of our content is going to continue, and we're going to have that we're going to have that additional interaction. A final part of that is. Uh, other celebrations. It's not just about high school graduation. We have fifth graders matriculating up to middle school, eighth graders going up to, uh, to high school, and we celebrate those students. Uh, we also have a lot of celebrations for fine arts, athletics, et cetera. So many of our staff uh, members are working on ways to celebrate students in, uh, during these last few weeks of school. A number of those items will be virtual. Uh, be, because of the window of time for some of those celebrations. But I thought it was very important for us to let families know uh, that we recognize the importance of that. We recognize the importance of, of, of closing out uh, our, our school year uh, with love 
and with happiness, knowing that, that so many of those things are going to be different. And we hope and plan that in 15, 20, 30 years, many of our students are going to smile and, and remember that the celebration that they experienced, and they'll be able to tell family members down the road, I graduated the year of, of COVID-19, and, and let me tell you how, how we did graduation. We hope that those items are going to be memorable for students as well. So we're, we're very excited about that. We also have some plans for students to pick up personal items uh, at their schools. At the high school level, we've been doing that these last few weeks, allowing students to, uh, to, to drive up and pick up things like scientific calculators uh, and some other items that, they, that they're still using uh, for the instructional programs that, that we have uh, through the end of the school year, even though we're closed. Likewise, at the elementary level, we're working on plans for that, and families will hear from their principals in the next few weeks about picking up their children's personal items. I do want to tell you that step one of that program is for our art teachers to come back into the building on their own, of course, honoring that social distancing and distributing students' artwork to their classrooms so that we can stage that process of making sure our elementary students re you know, receive all that work that they've done all those items that were placed on the walls for, for folks to enjoy while they were going through. So there's still a lot of work to do uh, with those logistical items, but most important for us is continuing to offer students uh, instructional support so that they can stay engaged these next few weeks. And I tell you, there's been a lot of talk about are we going to fall behind. I tell you, one of the things that's been so, it's so, um, so great for me to see uh, is that the wonderful content that our professionals have put together uh, and, and, the, and the work that our teachers have done as we continue to evolve to find ways uh, to serve students and make sure we can convey that content well. I think it's going to continue to improve over these next few weeks. And the final thing we talked about uh, in, in our work session was the importance of taking this time where every school system in the nation and probably across the world is creating an online or remote program uh, with, you know, with very little pre-planning because of the way COVID-19 hit, but with a strategic plan to, to be prepared for the, the possibility that something similar happens in the future. So I've been really proud of our staff and already thinking strategically so that what we're doing now is a precursor to our being able to hit this uh, with, a, with a lot of vigor uh, and, 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 and do our best to, to, to have to have very few hiccups uh, in the event this happens again in the fall or any time in the future. So that's one good that I hope comes out of this uh, as, uh, as, we, as we find ways to finish this up. So I want to thank you all as board members for being engaged. I want to thank parents for being engaged uh, as we're going through that process. So with that, uh, that is my uh, report. Thank you, Mr. Golden. Board members, have any questions for Mr. Golden? Okay, Mr. Fiscus. Uh, thank you. Uh, I just want to say I've really appreciated the senior spotlights that I've seen out in social media um, that some of the schools are doing. I, I think it's I've seen parents get excited about that. And, and so just a thank you to the principals and the guidance counselors, whoever was involved in making sure that those happened, because that's a lot of work to be able to do for each of those schools. So just I wanted to say thank you. Thank you, Mr. Fiskus. And uh, we, we, we have a lot of information, a lot of neat presentations out on social media. Carol Burtz, our communications director, gave me some statistics on that. 
Uh, I can't rattle them all off. She would say blank event got 7,000 views uh, and on down the line. So, so our, our folks already, to, to your point, doing a lot of, doing a lot of good celebrations in, in, with our student successes. Good. Mr. Welch? Um, thank you, Jason. I uh, appreciate that information. I know really we're, we're focusing kind of on looking forward instead of looking back and, and what's happened uh, prior to it and, and really putting our efforts into what are the next steps and the plans and how do we take care of our, our kids when we come back and the graduation and so forth. Um, but just to loop everything up, I, I thought you had a, a great response to uh, a parent communication today kind of asking about what other districts were doing and, and kind of making that comparison um, to Williamson County Schools. I don't know, it, it's apples to oranges when you, you look at public private schools. They don't have the same populations that we do as, as well as it's apples to oranges to outside of the state. Uh, just that some made the decision much quicker than, than uh, Tennessee did in order to shut down and that gives them some freedom, whereas we waiting for the state board. but. In terms of county schools uh, compared to Williamson County, just across the state, can you speak to that a little bit? Because there seems to be sort of this rumor going around that uh, other other counties reacted quicker or were doing online education before we were. And I've I've been looking as as I hear these rumors and trying to find well who is doing it what, and I haven't had any luck. But I know you're in a position speaking with other superintendents and benchmarking and sharing information to be able to speak to that. So. Um, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on, on that. Uh, again, you know, more important to look forward than backwards, but I think that would be helpful to, you know, put some of those rumors to rest, if, if you would. Well, sure. And I've had a lot of conversations with, um, with neighboring superintendents. We've also done a lot of study uh, with, uh, with, with what's going on across the country with different examples. We even have a, bench, a benchmarking group with similarly situated districts across the middle states of the United States, and we've been doing some benchmarking off them. So it is true that a number of districts jumped almost immediately and doing some online, some online programs, uh, which, you know, might include an example of a teacher doing a, doing a Zoom lesson, et cetera. And we've seen good and bad out of that. Uh, we, were, we were careful to make sure that we went through the process of evaluating those programs to make sure we did them the right way, to make sure we, uh, we were instructionally sound in what we did. And as I told you, uh, we do have those programs up and running. Um, and so from a comparison standpoint locally, uh, like you mentioned, uh, Mr. Welch, um, uh, I've, I've seen some, some, some examples of some good things folks are doing, but I tell you, I haven't seen any content, number one, better than, than what we've provided our students. Uh, and, and, and I think that's in keeping with what we as a, as a school district are, are committed to. Um, and, and one of the stories that I've heard from some of our peers is they've gotten complaints similar to what we've received along the lines of, well, blank teacher did, did, a, did a Zoom event, but my teacher didn't. And I want to make sure that I get what, what, what someone else's uh, teacher gave. And the reality is, that's what you're going to see in a lot of places, especially in Tennessee. Um, there are some other states that, that um, might have forced the issue more, more aggressively. I've seen states that have actually required grading. And of course, you know that Tennessee has set a baseline grade with students' ability to improve their grade uh, beyond that. Uh, but, but locally, 
Um, we, as, a, as, as, as districts across the state, have engaged in a pretty substantial mix of remote learning. Many of our school districts, uh, neighboring school districts, have done um, elementary packets similar to us. One of the things I've learned is, especially at the elementary level, uh, the, uh, uh, the engagement online has, has not been nearly as robust as, as classroom teaching for obvious reasons, because classroom teaching is what we're about. So there's been a, there's been a curve for all school districts in, in, uh, in, in, in Tennessee in building up that, especially at the elementary level. Um, we've, we've learned from, from our peers some, some good things, and I think we've taught some of our peers some things as well. Uh, one example I mentioned in, the, in, uh, in, in what you're talking about is, uh, is, is structure uh, for, for the um, information that we provide. At the elementary level, when we provided the, the robust content, we, we added weekly newsletters from each grade level with daily recommendations for items to work on. We've, we've learned from some of our family districts and you know, neighboring uh, Tennessee districts that, uh, that, that uh, it might do some parents some good to give specific examples of, of things to work on rather than general, and so, uh, so we've learned from that. Likewise, again, we've had a number of other districts and even private schools look at our content online, and I know that some, some folks have borrowed some of our content. So it's really been a team effort across the state for all, for all school districts as we're going through this uh, to brainstorm off each other and find ways to improve. And I'll tell you, we've got, we, we've got opportunities to improve. No one, has a, no one has a monopoly on good ideas here, and that's one of the things we've learned from our parents as well. They've been able to share with us some good ideas as, as we continue to grow. A lot of those stories you hear about what's going on uh, outside the district uh, are myths because the stories kind of cycle, and you mentioned you have a hard time finding some of that online. Um, uh, we've, we've read some stories about some high-performing districts in other parts of the country that have really struggled uh, because they jumped into online and they hit a lot of problems. And so as, as we're going through this, uh, I'm, I'm really proud of our folks for, for spending the time to, uh, to grow it and make sure we, uh, we do it the right way, recognizing that that, uh, that it, it, with 41,000 students and their parents, there are going to be some folks who, who are frustrated, but who can give us some good constructive criticism on, on, all, on all, all sides of, uh, of what we can do to serve them. Thank you. Any follow-up, Eric? No. Other than it uh, sounds like we need to watermark that content from now on so they can't <laughs> Or at least All about right. that. Ms. Garrett, you're up next. Uh, thanks, Mr. Chairman. Just a couple of things. I've talked to a lot of parents over the past four weeks, and what I have found in most of those conversations is that parents were not aware of some of the resources that were out there, or parents didn't realize that we're continuing to improve and push out additional materials and the additional ability for teachers to use technology. So I, for the public that may be watching this meeting, I just, I just want to say, please continue to connect with us. We can point you in the right directions for information. Um, we, we want to hear from you. Um, 
And if this is a concern to you, please reach out because we know how pressed you are for time right now. And we know you want to get things back on course and, and set things right. Uh, so that's, that's one thing that I want to say. Uh, the other thing I want to say is that I hope as time permits that staff will do um, what we call a, a project, a project follow-up or project, some companies call them project post-mortem about the COVID-19 rollout. What went well, what didn't go well, and how we can implement these things um, so that they're, they're in our toolkit in the future. I think that's, that's a really important thing to do once we can take a breath and step away from, from this crisis uh, time. Thank you, Ms. Garrett. That last is a really good suggestion, and, we, and we've been talking about that. Uh, and and on, that, on your first point, um, I do want to mention that one of the focus areas we've talked to principals and teachers about is this is an opportunity for our teachers to give maybe even some more personal one-on-one -on -one support for, for students than they might typically have during those short classroom periods. Uh, where every minute is consumed with direct instruction of the entire school. We do a lot of differentiation in our classes, but we've asked for that focus. So I do want to encourage parents also, um, reach out to your teacher. Uh, teachers are reaching out to, 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 our, to our families and to our students as well. If you hit a snag, uh, reach out to the principal. I will tell you, like everybody else, every teacher's life is being impacted differently from COVID-19. And there's some who have, who have, who have family issues. Uh, and so we want to be cognizant of that. Just like those of you who are, who are working, see that with some of your coworkers. Uh, we need to make sure that we're responsive to our, to our, to our teachers as well. And so the capacity based on what's going on in their homes may be a little bit different. So we do encourage, and we have been encouraging our principals to make sure that that personal contact is there, uh, even for those for those teachers who might be ill on a particular day or unable to, uh, to connect as much as some others. Okay, thank you. Any other comments or questions for Mr. Goldman? Okay, I see none. Next, the next item is the board chairman's report and there was two things I wanted to say. One is I've appreciated the continued rollout of the instructional and learning opportunities. As long as we continue with that, it's kind of like a snowball going downhill. I see it getting bigger and bigger, more and more involved, and I really appreciate seeing that. And what a lot of people don't realize, unless you're in the middle of it, is all the work that goes on behind the scenes to pull all this together, from the administration, the teachers, the tech department, communications department, the support teams, it's tremendous amount of work because you're not in your normal culture you are doing things differently. I just want to make sure people knew that there's so much going on that is not seen by the general public or by anyone on the outside to know that the staff really is working hard to get this materials together and out there. And I'm, I'm very appreciative of all that goes on behind the scenes. And I hope everybody else understands that stuff is happening all the time in our district and it always is in Williamson. So does anyone have any comments or questions for me? You're all too kind, thank you. Next item is unfinished business. We don't have any unfinished business, so we move into new business. The first one is 
2021 facilities use fee schedule. Mr. Goldman. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chair. This is on our annual agenda. It's our uh, community use of school facilities uh, procedure that falls behind our policy. Uh, and what I told you with the work session is this is not the year to increase our fees. I know that um, community groups can't at this time use our facilities because of the social distancing restrictions, but we recommend the exact same fee schedule uh, for next year that we have in this year. Thank you. I would like to make a motion on the proposed facility use fee schedule. Mr. Cash? Is that your hand raised? Is that your motion? I'll, I will second Dan's motion. All right. Thank you. We have a, Dan, did you want to say anything? No. Okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, we have a question from Ms. Durham. Thank you, Gary. I just wanted to ask um, for for the folks who have facility use agreements who are in place that are in place right now, are they being charged while we're shut down for their monthly like lease fees if they have any, or how's that being handled? That's a great question. No, we are not charging anyone uh, for that. And I will tell you also, we're not at a decision making point yet. But one of the things that we're talking about is for some of those annual leases, do we ask uh, at some point uh, for you all to improve extensions based on the policy, uh, depending on how many months um, the community is not able to use that. And so I just wanted to let you all know to anticipate that we may be bringing this to you uh, in, a, in a few months um, based on, on whatever our community uh, users' needs may be. Okay. Mr. Mitchell. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, so I, my question is, are we still taking applications if somebody wants to submit an a facility use application for after the um, quarantine is complete? That's another good question, uh, Mr. Mitchell. Yes, they can, they can still submit them. Uh, we don't have a commitment date yet. Uh, where we can where we can uh, um, say yes, you can start using it by blank date, but certainly anyone can get the online uh, application and fill that out if they if they have a need. With that one caveat that we don't have a we don't have a start back date yet. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay, we have a, a motion and a second on this. Uh, if we could go ahead and call the roll, please, Ms. Hagen. Angela Durham? Yes. Dan Cash? Dan? Mitchell? Yes. Brad Fiscus? Yes. Gary Anderson? Yes. Greg Albreth? Yes. Sheila Cleveland? Yes. Rick Wimberly? Yes. Eric Welch? Yes. KC Hall? Yes. Nancy Garrett. Yes. 11 yes, zero no, motion passes. Thank you, board. Next item is superintendent's tenure recommendations to the board. Mr. Golden. Thank you, Mr. Chair. This is our tenure recommendation that's on our annual agenda actually for teachers who, who completed the requirements in the previous year. Uh, and that's based on the, the test results coming in. So those, these are the teachers that 
uh, who have continued to work with us, and we recommend that you approve this tenure recommendation for these teachers largely who are in their sixth year. Thank you. Would anyone like to make a motion on the tenure recommendations? Mr. Wimberly's hand was up first. Ms. Garrett's, no, Ms. Durham's hand is up second. Okay. So we have a motion. Mr. Wimberly, that was a motion, yes, correct? Okay, I move to approve. Thank you. And I saw Ms. Durham's hand up next. That was second. Okay, Mr. Wimberly, did you want to speak to this further? Okay. No, thank you. All right, thank you. Any other comments or questions on the tenure recommendations? Okay, I see none. And Ms. Hagan, if you go ahead and do a roll call, please. Angela Durham? Yes. Dane Cash? Dan? Yes. Elliot Mitchell? Yes. Brad Fiscus? Yes. Gary Anderson? Yes. Jay Galbraith? Yes. Sheila Cleveland? Yes. Rick Wimberly? Yes. Eric Welch? Eric Welch? Yes. Casey Hall? Yes. Nancy Garrett? Yes. 11 yes, zero no, motion passes. Thank you, board. Our next item is under new business, high school 2019-2020 graduation window. Mr. Golden. Thank you, Mr. Chair. This is uh, the item that I mentioned uh, during my superintendent's report based on the survey received from parents, knowing that it's extremely unlikely we could actually have a physical graduation uh, in May based on the restrictions. We're asking the board to approve um, the change to the school calendar, which would extend the graduation window uh, to July 31st to give us some flexibility to do some scheduling for a physical graduation, and, uh, and I recommend approval. Okay, we have the director's recommendation. Anyone like to make a motion for this? We have a motion from Ms. Garrett, and we have a second from, uh, looks like Ms. Durham. Okay, any further discussion? Ms. Garrett, did you want to speak to it anymore? No? Okay, anybody else like to comment on this one? Okay, I see none. Uh, Ms. Hagan, if you'd call the roll, please. Angela Durham? Yes. Dan Cash? Yes. Elliot Mitchell? Yes. Brad Fiscus? Yes. Gary Anderson? Yes. Jay Galbraith? Yes. Sheila Cleveland? Yes. Rick Wimberly? Yes. Eric Welch? Yes. Casey Hall? Yes. Nancy Garrett? Yes. 11 yes, zero no, motion passes. Thank you. The next item is the resolution by the Williamson County Board of Education to suspend board policies impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. Mr. Golden. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, as you all know from the work session and from the news reports, there have been some substantial changes at the state level. Number one, the state legislature passed some laws uh, to address schools and the COVID-19 pandemic. 
Likewise, the State Board of Education changed its rules, and I, I mentioned one of those earlier about students' grades being being uh, no lower than the date at which the governor uh, asked schools to close uh, back in March, uh, along with some substantial changes to the graduation requirements, attendance requirements, and some other grading issues. Uh, and what we have before you is a resolution to approve uh, a, a, a suspension of board policies that currently conflict with the state guidance we've received uh, related to all those instructional issues to make sure that we close out this school year properly based on what our state legislature has done and what our state board of education has done. Um, I do want to thank specifically the Tennessee School Boards Association, the TSBA. They actually sent out to all local school systems and board members uh, a draft format with some good language that addresses some of the financial issues uh, that need to be addressed by the board. And those financial issue, uh, issue paragraphs are in the tail end of, of, this, uh, of this resolution. We've added in the policies that we've determined uh, are impacted by, uh, by the changes in both state law and the State Board of Education rules and regs. And we ask for your approval uh, to, so that we can comply with, uh, with our new normal, at least for this spring. Thank you, Mr. Golden. Anyone like to make a motion on this one? I see Mr. Fiscus' hand up. Anyone like to second that? Okay, second for Mr. Welch. Any further discussion on this one? Mr. Galbraith? Thank you, Mr. Chair. I just want to make sure that we, uh, we're going to refer all these, all these policies to um to the policy committee um just by by our board norms right um and i i know we'll probably take a look at a couple of them obviously this is a super extraordinary circumstance but i uh, just just want to make sure that we are going to do that uh that's a good suggestion we'll make sure we do i have had some one-on-one -on -one conversations with a, with um some of you about questions that, that this has triggered, you actually thinking about um, what do we do long-term with some of these policies. So we'll make sure we do that. Thank you. All right. Uh, Mr. Fiscus. Uh, yeah, just a clerical error that I saw on page two, policy, or number five, A, completion of teacher evaluations is not required. It's on my copy, it says 2029 to 2020 school year. So we want to make that change to 2019. Thank you very much for catching that. Yeah. So, but that, that was, that was it. Um, I, but I agree with Mr. Galbraith. I think we can refer some of these, uh, refer these over to the policy committee to look at, um, for the future. It'll be good. Thank you. Mr. Welch. Yes. And maybe this will be covered by the referral to the policy committee, but one of the things we're waiving is picking the uh, valedictorian and, and salutatorian as part of graduation. I recall you saying that we still want to have that. Um, do you have an idea of, of how we would be picking those individuals with the, the waiving of policy, or is that something that would need to go back to the policy committee and be decided at a later date? Well, for, for this year, uh, for, for, our, for our current seniors, uh, you know, there are a number of, of requirements in the policy, and we had a concern about two of those requirements um, for, for what's gone on 
this, this spring, this fourth quarter. One was community service. Uh, one of the requirements is there must be in at least 20, 20 hours of community service um, above and beyond any other organization's requirements. Uh, and we know that some of our seniors actually already had some community service um, programs planned that were circumvented by the stay-at-home order, uh, either from the municipalities or the governor. And so that's one that we're asking you to waive. The second uh, um, concern we had was that, uh, that um, we require every AP exam that a student can or could take actually be taken in order to qualify for, for valedictorian and salutatorian. And we know that this is a time where it may not be possible for every student to take every single AP exam. So we're asking for this semester's exams to be exempt, um, students to be exempt exclusively for this semester. Um, so beyond that, I do know I've heard from a couple of board members who really want to spend some time talking about this part of the policy long term, but short term those waivers are related to those two items. Okay. Any follow-ups, Mr. Welch? Okay. All right. Uh, Mr. Galbraith, did you have another question or did you just leave your hand up? Okay, hands down. Anyone else have a question on this on this uh, resolution? Okay, and let's go ahead then and do a roll call vote, Ms. Hagen, please. Angela Durham? Yes. Dan Cash? Yes. Elliot Mitchell? Yes. Brad Fiscus? Yes. Gary Anderson? Yes. Doug Galbraith? Yes. Sheila Cleveland? Yes. Rick Wimberly? Yes. Eric Welch? Yes. Casey Hall? Yes. Nancy Garrett. Yes. 11 yes, zero no, motion passes. Thank you. Mr. Golden, any final words? Is that the last item on our agenda? No, sir. Thank you. No, then I just want to thank everybody for your flexibility and patience as we work through, continue to work through this situation. Ladies and gentlemen, that ends our agenda for this evening. Therefore, this meeting is adjourned. Thank you.